BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, Pretty Mike here with BeastNet, and today I got with me Dave. Uh, Dave, uh, let everyone know who you are, a little about Dave. Well, my name's Dave. I'm uh, about 45 years old and work for a uh, prestigious software and device or devices and services company. I'll put it that way. Um, and uh, got involved in obstacle course racing back in about 2016 with Tough Mudder Whistler, British Columbia, which was really tough. Um, and did my first Spartan in 2016 down in and just got hooked ever since. And just use Spartan as a way to better myself. Um, <clears throat> started the whole common man OCR kind of movement uh, mm-hmm. here last year, um, just to prove to folks that you know an average guy like me can do it. So can you? So that's and kind of, I mean, we both know that because I mean you you've seen me at the size that I was before, oh, and cool. I was you know I was still doing them. So yeah. I mean, and you can do them, and you can have fun with them. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people have that competitive nature that they want to be the best. It's like, I swim better than I was yesterday. Well, and that's the thing with like the idea of common man is if you can, you can improve 1% day by day, week by week, month by month. Great. Year by year. Um, you know, when I first got started in this, I had a, a friend of mine and, and he's, you know, he's kind of laxed off about this mentality now, but you have to go as fast as you possibly can. You can't stop. You can't take a break. And, you you got to go to your body hurts. And it's like, well, hold on. I just want to get it done. So, um, you know, that's, that's the thing is you got to have some fun with it too. I'm not out there competing against Amelia Boone's or, um, you know, Rose Wetzel's or anything like that. I'm out there competing against me. So, well, it's one of those things too. It's like, you know, you, you said the thing, you got to go till your body hurts. There's been days that was getting out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> that was my day this morning, actually, with my workout last day. It's like, I don't want to move. Body hurt, I got out of bed. I'm good. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's really your perspective on that one. But, you know, yeah. that, and that's kind of one of the things you see a lot. You get those people that are just like, go, go. And I'm like, I've had multiple conversations about this where if you gave me the choice where I'm running and I can podium, but if I podiumed, that person I just went past isn't going to finish the race, I'm going to stop and help that person. Absolutely. I, I'll sacrifice them. I'd sacrifice a podium in RB if I ever had the chance of making one. Yeah, but. I mean, I, not that that's going to happen soon. Anytime right. soon but that's what I mean. It's the podium sounds fun to me, but what makes me and drives me and keeps me going is if I'm able to help one person uh-huh. finish a race, you know, and that's why I really love a lot of these small ones. I mean, I've done, we've all done the Spartans, we've done those. Um, I've been trying to focus more on the little ones. I mean, I've seen you out in, in Bend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, couple times. Yeah, I I enjoyed those a lot. You you didn't make it out to the ranch challenge, did you? No, I didn't get to make to that one. That one was so much fun. You got to try and (laughs) lasso a horse. Um, (laughs) It wasn't Uh a real horse though. It was a fake. Okay, good. Okay, good. Fake. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it it was so much fun. And then um, the one in October. That one was fun. The challenge one that I did with Jesse and Tatiana, that was about a blast. And then we've got the, the, the other one coming up on September 11th. So, and I don't know if you're going to that one. I am. I know a lot of people aren't because they're going to the beast, but that's where I'll be. I would I'll rather be, I will sacrifice the beast to go help t- Tammy. So 
and to go do that race. I am coming back up. I will be doing the super and the sprint, mm-hmm. but I, I am, I, and I don't need the beast really. I mean, for my trifecta, I'm going to be doing Dallas. So I'll have an extra beast anyway. So I'll be there as well. I'll I'm, be doing there. The, I'm doing the ultra cause I'm retarded. I'm insane. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I won't be doing the ultra. I'll be the one uh, you'll be passing saying ultra get out of the way. Ultra get out of the way. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's, cause the ultra is one of those ones I've had to talk with people. Cause you, you know, you, you're like me where it's like, I'd rather help people, mm-hmm. but in the ultra, I've kind of having to go into that one with a different mentality of you can't there's help time there's all yeah. those kind of things. And I'm doing it with, you know, Dawn and Jody and all them. And I pretty much told everyone, I'm like, Hey, just not to sound bad, but I'm going into this with a mindset that if you're slowing me down and I'm going to miss a time hack, I'm sorry, but I got to go. Yep. You know, and we're all going into it with that mentality that, you know, we're, if the group is holding someone, one of us back, we're going to have to let them go. And right. that's kind of the, the mentality you kind of have to go into, which is hard for me because that's complete opposite. You know, like I'm doing Washougal twice. Oh, I signed up. I'm signed up for the morning to do competitive. And nice. then I signed up a second time to do open. I will be there as well for that. But I'm doing it twice as well, but I'm doing it a different twice. So I'll be doing the hurricane heat Friday night for four hour and then come back at nine o'clock in the morning to run uh, the open. one. Yeah, see, I'm doing the, the competitive and then turning around and doing open right afterwards. So uh, I'm going to do the that open works. with Jody and I'm going to give Jody my my open packet. So when I finish, I can just jump over with her and go. So there you go. But it's, it's weird though. Once it, you know, like you've seen me, I've, I've been on the weight loss journey and all that. Like a lot of my cool. goals have changed. You know, it's kind of one of those things I've done a lot of Spartans and I love Spartan, but my goals I think are changing a little bit for next year. So cool. now that I've done a triathlon, I think I might be, I think I may have just caught the triathlon bug. So nothing wrong with that. Oh, have you done one yet? I have not done one yet. Oh. I'm still trying to drop on my weight. I'm still trying to get down in weight, but. My, my biggest tackle is like on the weight loss journey is like, I'm a pretty avid lifter. So, yes. you know, the, 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 the weight you normally lose through your cardio exercise, et cetera. Okay. I'm still staying about that same because I'm lifting heavy. I'm lifting regularly, et cetera. Um, yeah. you go to my Facebook page, you'll see my workout from last night. I walked out there dripping sweat. It was, it was bad, but, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, kind of a challenge. And people, it's funny, like, I don't know if you had this problem, but people look at me, like when I did the Dallas Stadium Series race uh, here, what was it, last month? Um, really? I, I, I've never been to AT&T Stadium in my life, only been to Dallas a couple of times. And I put on my plate carrier, latch it up, walk into the, the, the area to get registered, walk into the building. And it was funny how many people, like the different reactions you had, because there'd be these people running by saying, hey, man, well, way to go. How much weight you got there? Good, good on you, mate. And I read the entire thing in a plate carrier. And then you'd invariably have, and this is what I, I kind of, I push back on Spartans a little bit and, and Tough Mudder too, but you invariably have this one, one or two guys that have like the V cut and they're all studly. And uh, mm-hmm. hey man, how much weight you got in there? 20 pounds. Oh, that's it. Yeah. You want to carry it? And nobody ever volunteered to carry it. No. So uh-huh. <laughs> that, that was me when I did the one, how much weight you got in there? And it's like, you know, and I'm like, you know, 20 pounds, you want it? Nope. Exactly. you know because i did the whole montana trifecta weekend because i'm insane i did mm-hmm. that with 20 pound rock oh nice so i did the whole weekend and I, I had a lot of people that were like oh you know but then i've had other people when i've been around here running like oh my god i'm see that's so amazing blah 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 but oh. yeah it's when you get to the events like that where they're just like i'm also you know it's like whatever dude 
Well, it was funny because in Dallas in 2019, I had a, I had a different experience. It was the first piece I tried in Dallas. And I now know that in my standard kit, I got to pack the headlamp because I get out to, and I'm, I'm slow. I'm, I'm almost like the tortoise level slow. And um, actually he's passed me a couple of times, um, but uh, keep moving, but keep moving. Right. But I get out to a point where it's like, I'm, I'm maybe two miles out of the finish line and just the lights in Dallas or in uh, Glen Rose, they just went off. Like everything went dark and I'm about ready to start crying because my body's absolutely racked to heck. And I run into these two, uh, this husband and wife couple running the ultra and I'm, I can't see, I can't see anything. I'm my feet are slipping around. And this lady goes, Hey honey, do you, do you want to come with us? We'll be we're happy to lead you across the finish line. And here's these two ultras that have been running the ultra in freaking Dallas. And they're willing to help me across the finish line. And we, we did, we all three ran across the finish line together and hugged each other. And I, I walked into the husband and wife and said, I love you guys so much. Thank you for getting me out of a situation. Uh, but you know, you're, you're running the ultra. I have nothing to complain about. So, <laughs> and it's one of those things you 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 find those great, amazing people in Spartan. Mm-hmm. You do have the ones like you mentioned, but the majority of people, the great, amazing people like that. I remember doing Hawaii a couple of years back with uh, Brandon and Jody, and mm-hmm. um, I was supposed to be the one with the headlamp. Well, when I went to pack that morning, I had two packs, one for, you know, the beast day. And then I had a second pack for the next day, you know, that was smaller. So I grabbed the headlamp and I threw it from like across the room into my pack. I threw it into the wrong pack. Ouch. I've done something like that before. (laughs) We're like sitting there and we're like basically same thing about two miles from the finish. All the lights have gone out and we're like, shit. And I'm like, got to grab the headlamp. And I'm digging through my pack and I'm like, (laughs) I don't have it. I can't find it. I'm like, shit. And we ended up having, um, it was a father and son yeah. that were going by and that had, they're like, do you want to just run with us? And we're like, sure. So all three of us jumped in and stayed with him and like ran with him, you know, cause once in Hawaii, once you got within, you know, 200 yards of the finish line, they, the whole festival lit everything up, but mm-hmm. they got us to that point. But it was just like, Oh, awesome. We're going to be, you know, we're like doing, have you ever done the spear throw in the dark? No. Yeah. <laughs> We I tried. The uh, they want me to do that in Dallas. I'm with the lady and went, uh-huh, nope, I'll hit somebody. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did it. We did it where it was in pure, pure pitch black. And we sat there. We're like, I think it's over there. And I threw it. And I hear this thunk. And I'm like, well, I think it went in. Either that or I just killed somebody. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, either I yep. got it or I killed somebody. So let's well, go. this year, this year, Dallas is at a, a whole new venue. So the, yeah. And I, la- I laughed about it because I'm I looked at the name and I'm like, why does that sound familiar to me? Oh, it's one of my father's favorite Westerns, True Grit. And I'm like, huh, okay. That makes all the sense of the world now. Okay, that's cool. So um, when when he, my dad came with me to Dallas uh, in 2019, and my dad's 73 and you know he's got some health problems and whatnot. But um, he wakes up the morning of the beast and I go, okay, I'm ready to go to the beast. And I asked my, you know, asked Siri, okay, what, uh, what's the temperature outside? It's 32 degrees. It's what? So we get to the race venue and it's freezing at the race venue. I'm like, wait, I'm in da- I'm in friggin' Texas. How is it cold? I had to go to the Wal- uh, local Walmart, buy a, a uh, you know like a lightweight jacket just so I can start the race. By the time the mid race happened, you know, middle of the the event, it's about maybe 70, 75. By the time you get back to the finish line, it was it dropped back down to maybe thirty five degrees. So I've never had that experience in Dallas before, but. 
I get back to the hotel. My dad's like, yeah, I froze your butt off, didn't you? Yes. Did you finish? Yes, I did. Good man. Excellent. <laughs> that was tough. So I'm hoping it's not like that this year. Cause you know, doing the ultras are going to be, yeah. I'd pack a jacket just by advice. Cause you never know it's, it'll be in, I mean, like, what is it? It's uh, not as far out of Dallas as the other uh, venue was. So I would at least pack a lightweight windbreaker or something. For me, I'm one of those ones, and I, I'm kind of – I would rather run in the cold. Yeah, like sure. when I did When it snowed here and I went out and ran in the, like, you know, 13-inch deep snow was the best. I could breathe. I could run. I felt good. I was good. I liked just a little drizzle and about 60 degrees. Yeah. So – once it gets I'm back in, down, I start getting too hot. Like right now, I'm like, I still have to run sometime today. And I'm looking outside. And I'm like, it's like 80 something degrees. I'm like, I think I'll just wait till like midnight. It's uh, 104 out my front door right now. So Where are you at? Oh, you're I'm in Wenatchee. Yeah, I'm you're in, in Wenatchee. Dead center of the state, baby. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I haven't had to go there since I switched jobs. I haven't had to go there. I used to have to go to Wenatchee once every two months and I would stay. Cool. But yeah, that's the reason we don't. It's the reason we don't have a whole lot of OCRs around here is because it's freaking 104 right now, and well, this yeah, is a typical summer. Here. Well, and that's the one thing I told a lot of people is my biggest surprise is if I was Spartan or any of these races, mm-hmm. I would be rather than doing. I mean, Washougal's good, but rather mm-hmm. than doing Seattle and Snohomish, I'd be over in Yakima. Oh yeah, heck yeah, absolutely. You know, Spokane, Tri Cities. Go over there because then you got the people coming over and they're like, oh, it's Washington. It's going to be nice and green and sunny or nice and nope. green and rainy. No, it's going to be <laughs> nope. a freaking desert. Well, I recommended that to, to Joe DeSena. I emailed him and said, hey, have you considered you know other venues besides just Wush or Washougal, which I love Washougal uh, as well, and, uh, and Snohomish? And he goes, <clears throat> he said, well, what do you recommend? I said, well, take a look at Wenatchee, which it'd be, it might be a little harder for us to do it here, but take a look at Yakima. Tri Cities, you know, over there in Spokane. And he said he this is last year when I sent this to him. He said he'd send it to the product team. But it also, you know, you have to get the venues that are willing to let you dig up their property. And um and, and I think the, the thing you're gonna run into too is the major airports. Yeah. Well, you got Spokane that way and Seattle that way. So you technically fly to both of them. So yeah. but they don't want to get in a car and drive. Spokane's huh? not really a freaking major airport, but you know. I agree, but I've been told it is now, which is funny because I didn't know any direct flights came out of Spokane, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) But I would say the last time I flew into Spokane was over 20-something years ago, and, I mean, it was like a one freaking one terminal. terminal. That's what I got here. (laughs) That's what I got here in Wenatchee, one terminal. I remember, like, watching out and being like, huh. I used to have a joke about the Wenatchee Airport that the airport code for Wenatchee Airport is EAT. EAT. Do you like the BeastNet? Do you want to keep hearing it? Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at BeastNetPod. Wow. Okay. Moving on. I was going to have to cut that one. <laughs> that's all right. No big deal there. But the, I did a comedy uh, festival over there once, and that was one of the, that's how I opened. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot better than the guy I ran into in California. He looks at my ticket in the bus I was on as a kid and goes, you live in Wanatashe? No, no, I live in Wanatashe. Wanatashe. No, 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 Wenatchee. I would go with the Wenatchee because that makes it sound like at least interesting. Well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> we spell it wrong too. The the Native American tribe actually spells it with an I at the end instead of the double E. Oh. So you know, but it's still pronounced Wenatchee. But no, the the um, there was a there was a recommendation I made to Joe DeSena, and 
it was one of these things that I think furthers the mission of Spartan, where we want to rip 100 million people off the couch. Great. Yeah. Fine. So there's a lot of times, a lot of the city dwellers that I know, they're not going to go out of their little city environments. You know, Mm -hmm. they're going to stay wherever they're at. And I'm looking around AT&T Stadium. If you've not been there and ran that one or been there at all, holy cow, that thing is the biggest thing I've ever been in. It's like you walk in and like, dang, okay, that's cool. But um, I started thinking about it as I'm running the events. It's like, there's enough space. You literally could do a beast and a super right here. So then do a stadium trifecta. Yeah. And, and he goes, well, oh, that's a great idea. I'll forward it to the product team. You get a stadium that's willing to do, you know, willing to let you put in that many events, that many obstacles on their property. And then you just have all three leaf races right there. We've actually, and it's one of those things I've never sent it to Joe, but it's something we've talked about before is because here in Seattle, you have Quest or mm-hmm. T-Mobile Park or whatever. Whatever it is now. They're all called now. <laughs> a, T, a T-Mobile Lumen. T-Mobile yep. Lumen Field. They're across the street from each other with a sky bridge between them. Oh, yeah, that'd be perfect. Heck, yeah. I mean, you could literally have a beast that went from one to the other and mm-hmm. have a stadium stadium race that goes between two stadium, stadiums. That would be so cool. So cool. But Yeah. yeah. The, the, fir- the first one I did was 2018, I think it was, down in San Francisco at Oracle Park or AT&T Park at the time. Uh, I think that's right. And um, I'll tell you, I, I would rather... I would rather climb a mountain. I'd rather do Montana than, than sit there and climb stairs all day, even though it's a much shorter event. But if you were able to, to put enough obstacles in there to, to satisfy it, and uh, you'll have your 30 obstacles for your beast, have your 25 for your super, et cetera, then you could totally get the mileage out of the place mm-hmm. without destroying it. Um, but, you know, we'll see what they're... I know there's some other projects in the pipeline, like Spartan Cross, and but those... Honestly, those benefit like the folks winning prize money, the folks winning, you know, doing the elite stuff and whatnot, not yeah. the average everyday person. And that's it. And I, I think that's where, you know, I mean, I get, you know, making everything standard. The the mm. and I know a lot of people had problems with making the sprint, the super and the beast standard, but I get it. Um are they standard though? Because they're still over, you know, over the yeah, mileage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't see any standards yet. Yeah. But closer. <laughs> I mean, it's like the first. I mean, a lot of people are surprised when I talk about the first time I did Montana in 2015, and mm-hmm. I remember seeing mile marker 19. So, jeez, oh, yeah. Wow. There, there's wow. arguments. People, depending on which program, which you know tracking software you used, on mm-hmm. whether it was 20 or 24 miles. Whether it was an ultra, or whether it was wow. So, I mean, it was a brutal enemy because it was a founder's race. That's the one that a lot of people are surprised when they see the medal I have from that. It's mm. a circle with spears coming off of it. And oh, I've cool. never ever seen, I've seen, I've heard a couple of people say that there were similar ones from some of the others, but that was, they used to do the first time they did a beast somewhere, they called it a founder's beast. And Joe, Norm, everyone would get together and make the most convoluted, screwed up race you've ever been on. We did in Montana, we did, uh, <laughs> there was the log carry, one of them. Mm-hmm through a swamp oh dear god we water <laughs> chest deep water carrying logs oh god that sounds like something joe would do <laughs> yeah so i mean there's a lot of things that i saw that very and that was my first my that was my introduction into spartan yeah and i have never seen a lot of the obstacles that they had on that race ever again well then well then again it was still what a five-year-old company at the time yeah so so they were able to do stuff like that now they've got to be a little more standard but yeah that would be Dang, that'd yeah. be pretty epic to see. <laughs> yeah, that was when I finished that race. That's why a lot of people are like, uh, I've 
I'm surprised sometimes I still do them because when I finished that, I looked at my wife and said, I'm never doing this again. This was stupid. Mm. But Why? Like, oh, go ahead. I was then like half an hour later, I'm like, well, I have two free races because we volunteered before this. So, eh. you know, and next thing <laughs> I knew I had a trifecta for the year, but. <laughs> well, that's when I, this uh, hurricane heat that I did last year with uh, uh, Adam um, from VSOCR, mm-hmm. uh, he was the, one of the Kripias. And I, I just felt this like stupid calling, like, I've got to go, I've, I've got to go try a, try a hurricane heat. I may fail. And my speaker is talking to me. I may fail, but I at least got to go try. So I bought all the equipment and I you know, did all the stuff and I get there. And um, my, uh, my, my best friend went with me and he's the one that got me involved in all this originally. And uh, great dude. So, you know, get, we get our packs we, and we, we show up early and the guy goes, well, you've got, um, you're here like an hour and a half early, which was not smart. But um, he says, uh, I've got this activity that'll benefit your team, but I can't tell you what it is. Yes or no, you're going to be participating in it. Okay, sure. Had to take water from an irrigation trough on this this um, uh, farm where they had the, the Boise races. Basically, put it in our bucket with no handles, take it back to the parking lot a half mile away and dump it out. That was one. Um, by the end of the night, we got, or by the end of that activity, we got 50 buckets dumped out. By the end of the night, he comes to us and says, okay, you are 186 minutes late for every single activity. So you can do 186 burpees which I would, I'd still be out there doing burpees. I'd still be there. Um, or you can do 50 deconstructed burpees. So we all chose to do the 50 deconstructed burpees. At any rate, by the time we got back to the hotel, my buddy and I, he's, our, he's racked to heck. I'm, we're all sore. I look at him and I'm like, let's go do it again. He's like, Dave, you're crazy. I know, let's go do it again. I want to do it again. So I know the feeling. But <laughs> It is one of those things, once you get into it, I know I, because I did, I've only actually only done two hurricane heats. I really? did one in, um, cause when I did the, the, the first Spartan race, it's the, in 2015 in October was actually a sprint instead of a beast. Oh, in 2015 or 15, that was cool. the first year they did a, 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 sorry, a super. And then the next year they did April, a super, and then made the, the October race, a September race, a, yeah. a, a beast. But right. in that first year it was a super. Um, and that's what gave me my, my trifecta. I did Montana, Washougal, and then did the super in, in, at the end of the year. And I did the, the hurricane heat. Um, but I was bigger. And I honestly, it was one of those ones for me. I, I felt like I was the, the one holding back the whole team, but it was a blast. And then the next, I did it again in April. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where the nickname Pretty Mike came from. So oh, nice. uh, well- thank you. The whole time, every time I mess with my hair, because I have a bad habit of messing with my hair, he kept going, come on, pretty Mike, we got to go. Yeah, so, I had that problem too. But... Yeah, I know. <laughs> him him kind of making fun of me, but that turned into the nickname that stuck. So Nice. Well, I, I, was, the, I was the guy that was holding up the team. Um, I, I was the biggest and I was the slowest guy out there. In fact, we got over the warm-up, we put our packs on. And I've never carried a 30-pound ruck in my life at this time. And we, he goes, okay, run out to the, the, the pasture, which is a half mile away. And I just tried to power walk it as fast as I could because that's what I could do. And this guy comes um, running up next to me and he's trotting. He's like, so no running today? No, you're not going to run? I'm like, dude, I can't run. Like, I physically can't do it yet. Oh, okay. Um, and if you remember the Warrior Creed, you know, we never leave a, a, never leave a fallen comrade is one of them. And the, we had this activity where we had to tie our PVC pipes to our bucket with our ruck weight and haul it up this the mile, this mountain about two miles away. And the whole team was 
gone. Like I was coming out of the gate, they were just totally gone. And um, my my rig comes apart and so forth. Adam comes up to me and says, hey, you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm going to get up there. And I looked him square in the eye and said, you know what? You can fail me, but you, in order to get me to stop, you're going to have to kill me and bury me on the side of that mountain because I'm not going to give up. And um, uh, then the team came back and helped me. But by the end of the night, I got a new nickname, Iron Dave, because I wouldn't give up. So, Yeah. <laughs> and that's amazing. And honestly, I find a lot of times it's, it is those bigger guys. Sometimes I do find that like, we have that different mentality when we go into mm-hmm. it. It's like, we know we're not going to be the fastest. Even now when I've lost the weight, I know I'm not going to be the fastest, but I'm not going to quit. Nope. You know, it's like when I did my first marathon, I mean, it took me nine and a half hours and everyone that started with me quit. And I'm like, yeah cool and i mean i kept going and there was a point which i mean i think people have listened to podcasts have heard me say it i was basically crying because i was alone i'd been doing this for over you know almost nine hours and i was all by myself i mean they were pulling down the course in front of me you know i mean i was that far behind everybody but i'm just like i'm just gonna keep going you know, but they, I mean, they stayed at the finish line until I finished. I mean, they didn't close down the finish line until I got there, but it was still, you know, just total mind numbing. Like everyone looking at me, like one of the like people that was helping was like, do you, you sure you just don't want me to give you a ride back to the, just to the finish line? And I'm like, no, I'm finishing this. I'm going, I'm doing mm-hmm. this. I told myself I would. And I just kept like trudging along. And it was a lot of people look at the bigger guys like, oh yeah, you can't do this. It's like, I may not be as fast as you. I may not be as quick as you, but I will not give up. Nope, and I, agreed. I have more pride in everything else for people like that, because I feel like it takes a lot more grit to keep going when you don't have the athleticism that some do. And is that to say that, you know, we shouldn't be trying to get it, which we all are. We're all trying to get that athleticism, but the fact that we don't have it doesn't stop us. Absolutely. Well, and that's one of the biggest takeaways from like my effort with Common Man is, you know what? Well, no matter what happens, don't give up. Yeah. Surrender is not an option. Nope. If, if if you're out there like this this uh, beast out in uh, Dallas, I told you about. It took me ten and a half hours to do that beast. I was one of the last set of people to cross the finish line, and but I crossed the finish line. Um, there's another story I'll tell you. I went to Fayetteville, North Carolina, which I at the time I had never been to North Carolina in my life. Didn't even know anything about North Carolina. It's like, that looks cool. I'm going to go. And this is uh, 2019, actually. And I get to the hotel. I'm maybe 20 miles away, 30 miles away from the race. And I have my rental car, get to the hotel, go to sleep, wake up the next morning. I have what I call a five alarm migraine, meaning that I can't move. Like I, my head just was pounding. And I'm like, I just, oh, I I need to stop. I need to not do this. And it was only a super because it wasn't even that big. But, um, uh, I get out there and uh, I get up, I go downstairs to the, to the, uh, the cafeteria. I literally have one spoonful of eggs and maybe uh, a piece of the nasty you know, saucers they have at hotels. And mm-hmm. I go back upstairs, get my race gear on, get myself to the car. My head's still pounding. And I start making the, the trek out to race them. Almost fell asleep at the wheel because I was just so dead exhausted. <clears throat> Pull over, get to a gas station, take a power nap go inside, get an energy drink, which I don't recommend doing energy drinks. They're not good for anybody. But yeah. in this case, this, this case, it was what was needed for me. So let's do what you got to do. Finally got to the race venue at one o'clock. I was the last heat out the door and um, get to a point where the race boss, the, the race director is actually 
like walking with me throughout the rest of the event and coaching me on what to do, how to do this, how to do this obstacle, how to do that obstacle. Why I learned so much about designing a race course for Spartan. It was, it wasn't even funny. Um, and then one of the volunteers, a lady by the name of Duff and the race directors, Woody Peters, God bless that man. Um, and Duff, um, they just stuck with me the whole rest of the race. They were doing the, the whole sweeping cleaning up, mm-hmm. but they're like, we're not going to let you quit. Like you want to finish. Great. We get to the very end. Um, and they had the A-frame right before you do the, the multi-rig and cross the finish line. And Woody looks at me and goes, Hey, you want to do this? I'm like, yes, I do. Good man. And, his, and it was the coolest thing was all the volunteers and all the staff, they started coming around the A-frame and they all found out my name was Dave and they all said, Dave, oh, come on, you got this money. And I climbed the A-frame and I failed the multi-rig, but go figure. And then the, um, I just made a beeline. I'm looking at the finish line going, you're right there. Okay, let's go. And just gave it everything I had to cross that finish line. And it was just the coolest feeling. <laughs> and it is. And I, cause I've been, I've been that last guy too. Um, mm-hmm. I did Montana. Um, a lot of people know, know this story, uh, 2016, 17, one of those two. Um, and it was me, Jody, Stevie and Emily. And we were coming along and we, Emily wasn't even with us to begin with. We found her along the way. She was a good, a good friend of ours, you know, part of the, the, the team. And we ran into Emily and she was broken. I mean, mentally gone. Like she giggled and shuffled her feet for the last three miles. Never said a word to us. Nothing. Just done. But we were still walking. We're still going. And Hammond caught up to us. Oh, wow. And Hammond was the sweep. And my friend Stevie looks at him and goes, you can do whatever you want, but we're not getting off this mountain. We are finishing this race. And Hammond turns and looks at her and says, that is the correct answer. Everyone behind you quit. Let's go. And he stuck with us the whole way. He talked to us. Emily tried to walk off the, the thing and quit. And Hammond's like, nope, come on. She was even at one point, Emily's throwing dirt at Hammond. Like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. But he still just like helped us get through. And he radioed ahead and told our friends like, hey, we've got them. They're back here. They're safe. They're good. You know, and it was it was one of the best feelings I ever had. And I can yeah. remember it so well because at that time I was part of street team, which I, I still technically am. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to volunteer after my race, <laughs> but that obviously wasn't happening. Cause we were, we were, I think it was over t- to almost 12 hours. Yeah. And I remember going up and Stacy was the, the lead at that time of, of street team. And he was there and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make my shift. And he just started laughing. He gave me a big hug, but it was like, everybody was there waiting for us, clapping, cheering. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was amazing. It was one of their greatest feelings. When you are that last racer, they don't forget about you. That's one thing I've always mm-hmm. loved about Spartan. They don't forget that last race. They make sure that they have – they will announce all to all the volunteers that are in this festival, hey, last race is co- coming in. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's all to go cheer them on. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned Steve Hammond. I love that guy too. Um, right. He uh, – Scottish guy. Call him Brady gets mad. So, mental note, don't call him British. Got it. Um, so, he uh, – The first – the, well, I'm Irish, so yeah, I, I get that point. The the first beast I did in in Seattle area or there in Snohomish, I, I started cussing about like this freaking race director. What a jackwad! This is stupid. Doggone it! And I'm just angry at everybody but myself, and including myself. And um, I see Steve out there being the sweet, and I've never met Steve before. And I'm like, oh! And I just got done saying stu- something stupid about the race director to my friend that was walking with me, and I'm like, oh shoot, that's the race director. Hello, Mr. Hammond. <laughs> he just laughed. And then we get a couple of years later, we get to um, Whistler, to the, the sprint of Whistler. And 
the whistlers, you know, it's like kind of like Montana, I reckon it's, you know, it's, you know, that straight up yeah. going up. And, um, I get to the top of the first hill where it starts to come down and I send Steve a message like, okay, dude, you just killed me, but dude, I love it. This is awesome. Thank you so much. About the time I got down to the sandbag carry, he was right there. He's like, Hey, how you doing? How's it going? I'm good. This is awesome, oh, yeah. dude. Way to go. I make sure if Hammond's there, I go find him every time because he became my. Uh, once he came down with us, after that, he became a special person to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, there there is a hill though in Montana that we call the "fuck you, Hammond Hill." <laughs> I got I got to see that someday because um, it, it is one of those hills that you you keep <laughs> going up and up and up and up, and you're like, okay, I can see the top. We're good. We're good. And then you crest it, and then you realize you're only, you're only halfway to the top. There's a whole other hill after it. So every time we hit that, we're like, "fuck you, Steve." That's the one. That's like the one mile straight up, right, or something yeah. like that. Something yeah, okay. Like that. I, I know the hill you're talking about. I actually didn't get to do. I was actually signed up to go do Montana this year, and then my dad went in the hospital. And the second that happened, he's like, "Go do your races." Like, yeah, no. <laughs> so I'm gonna take care of you. But um, yeah, Hammond. Hammond is, and you know, he's got his buddy Garfield Griffiths out on the other side of, of the nation. I need to meet him oh, yeah, one of these they're days. They're doing all this stuff together now, so that's yeah, I know. Me. Those, well, two, Seattle, those two minds together is going to kill us all. Seattle should scare the crap out of you then because I'm sure we're going to have a party. <laughs> so is Hammond doing uh, Washougal or is that somebody else? Do I don't know? know. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm kind of hoping because he's a, I know Jody told me that she saw him when she did a race and he said, I'll see you in Washougal. So I think he's at least going to be there. So yes, that makes me happy. He's, yeah, he's he, one of my favorite people. He's one of the things that keeps me wanting to do Spartan. I love Hammond. So, well, and then the, the, what is it? December, um, which is, I'm excited about, I got to figure out how to get there because Central you Florida? Know, I'm going to Florida, hopefully. I'm, but, a, I'm already signed up for the whole trifecta. So am I, but I got that buddy of mine. I told you about that got me started in this. He's mm-hmm. now, and, 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 uh, fellow man, if you're hearing this buddy, no disrespect, mad props. He's going to go with me and he's going to run the Tough Mudder because he likes Tough Mudder better. So he's going to go run all three Tough Mudders. I'm going to go run all three Spartans. And then I said, well, whoever gets the worst time, which will probably be me, um, has to buy dinner. So he's like, okay, cool. Well, the problem is I didn't tell him where I'm buying you dinner at. I, I, McDonald's is considered a meal, right? But, um, <laughs> to some people, but. Yeah, not to me. After everything I've been eating, it goes right through me. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna go out there, and I emailed Joe just to know about. It. I said, by the way, you know, we've got this contest. My buddy's gonna run Tough Mudder, and I'm gonna run Spartan because I'm Team Red. He's Team whatever color Tough Mudder is. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But you know, trying to figure out how to get out there is gonna be the challenge right now because it's not cheap. <laughs> no, and that was actually what was funny is I still had three races between me and my wife, and that's that I had to use before July first. And she's like, mm-hmm. "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "I don't know." And then she's like, "Well, guess we're going to Florida in December." So she loves its travel and she loves warm. So, well, yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is the, the next or the previous month, I'm going to Boston. Nice. Hopefully. I say hopefully because I've gotten there yet, but I'm going to Boston during the stadium series at Fenway. Oh, that'd be cool. Okay. But yeah, it'll be cool. All right. Cause I'm going to Boston in the first part of November in Boston. So That's I'm just kind of, yeah, it's going to be nippy. Um, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's definitely going to be a tidbit nipply. A so. little bit, but I asked. I asked Joe. I just sent him an email. And said, "Hey, I'm, I'm Lord willing, I'm coming out for this event. Can I, uh, you know, if I get a rental car, can I pop up to Riverside Farm and go run Mount Spartan?" Oh, of course. And I'm like, "Wait, what the heck did I just do?" Oh you crap! Just, <laughs> you just asked if you could, yeah, the fun. Eighty-two pound shade, baby. Here we go. Yeah, no. Uh, 
So we'll see if I actually get that far. But I see it because my guess is if you go up there to run it and Joe's going to meet you there. Oh, I'm dead. I'm just freaking dead at that point. <laughs> and we're, we're never going to hear from you again because you're going to be buried yeah. on the side of that mountain. <laughs> that's that's all right. If I you know what, if I give it my all. But just remember, uh, you signed a waiver. Oh, um. <laughs> yeah. If you die, it's not his fault because um, yeah. that waiver applies to you going to Riverside Farm, too. So, oh, <laughs> uh, and then they just got done with the death race. I still, for the life of me, don't understand the purpose of that event. I, I know it's got a purpose, but I look at it like I'm never going to ever qualify to ever be anything part no. of that. <laughs> no. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I've been leaning more towards the triathlons. Now that I did Ooh. one, I've been bit by the triathlon, but I'm doing, which is brilliant planning on my part, pretty much the weekend after the Spartan races, I'm going to go do a triathlon. I'm going to do an Ironman, a half Ironman. You're crazy. You are absolutely crazy. So I'm like seven months from now, I'm oh, going to do, yeah, I'm going to do a yeah. half Ironman. So that's, that's nuts, man. I've got, I've got these two races in my, one of my races in a place called OMAC, which is just north of me, got canceled because of the smoke yeah, up there. I just saw that and that sucks. I really, I was looking forward to the OMAC. I was kind of worried about doing it because I was, it would have been the weekend after, right after I got back from Hawaii, but yep. I still wanted to support Claire, but yeah, unfortunately, OMAC canceled. Yeah, hopefully they'll be on the, the, the docket for next year. I really want to try that one. Hopefully. But I've got, let's see, I've got the September 11th trifecta weekend. I'm running two Tough mutters, the 25th and 26th of September. Then October is the Beast and Sprint out in Dallas. Then Fenway. Then in December, Oracle Park. And then the three in Florida. So it's a busy rest of the year for me. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've got uh, Washougal. And then right after Washougal, um, Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, and I'm doing the full trifecta in Hawaii. And then nice. in September, I'm doing the Rise Challenge event on the 11th, and then coming back up here the next day to do the Super and the Sprint. Cool. And then the next weekend, I'm doing the Ironman 70.3 in Washington. That is cool. And then after that, it's Dallas Ultra, and then the three, and then a marathon in December, in November, and then the three in Florida. In the middle well, of December. I'm, I'm still not hearing a lot of Tough Mudder in there anywhere. Have you considered Tough Mudder? No, I want to, and I need to, and I need to, and I want to, but I, I completely forgot to sign up for him. So I got to figure that one out. I want to do, I want to do them. I've only done one Tough Mudder and I want to do, I want to do another one. And I'm thinking about it. And if I don't do the ones that are coming up and if Charity's able, if they open the border and Charity Fick is able to come down and do it, I better be out there. She's going to kill oh, yeah. me. Yeah, Tough Mudders, Tough Mudders is a special kind of has a special place in America because it was the first one I did. So yeah, um, and I tried to. But did you try any of the virtual races last year? I did. I did a couple of Spartan ones, but it was <coughs> kind of the workouts. I did them because Don was doing them and I and wanted to do them. Um, I did do the trifecta weekend yep. with the Spartan virtual. Um, I didn't do any of the Tough Mudder ones. I did do a lot of the rock and roll, and actually, I'm still on the doing all of the rock and roll virtuals. Those have nope. been a lot of the ones that have motivated me. Yeah, I, I did the, the Tough Mudder. Some of the Tough Mudder ones, I got a bunch of the coins on my wall over here. Sorry, I'm going to see my, my metal wall over there in the corner. Nice. Um, so that's got all my headbands and then like Bloomsday. I did a, a, a virtual run here recently um, for uh, the Marine Corps, and it was the um, uh, the Ton Tavern 10. And hmm. uh, one, one of those mini shirts, because they started, the Marine Corps started in a place called the Ton Tavern over on the East Coast. Um, but it was just go out and run the, run a 10 K and submit your time, which, so the virtual races I've, I've been pretty impressed with, 
Uh, but the people that ask me, like, what motivates you? What motivates you? I'm like, I signed up for it. I put a right. date on the calendar. I use the Spartan paradox. You know, I got a date in the calendar. This is what I'm going to go do. I'm not going to, you know, I've, t- I've made it public that I'm going to go do this. And I'm just going to go do it. <laughs> so. You see, that was me, the rock and roll ones, because they had something every weekend. So every weekend. Wow. And I mean, my goal was, but you didn't have to pay for them. A lot of them were free. If you wanted the oh, nice. medal, you had to pay for it. So, yeah. but the race to do the, the virtual was just free. If you wanted a medal, I'm like, eh, I did that for the first couple. And then I'm like, this is expensive. And then just started, you know, just doing the races and not getting the medals. But I ended up, I mean, cause like last year I did, I think what, 1500 miles in a year. So wow. I do at least a hundred miles a month now. And that, that was one of the That's things awesome. that keep me going like this That's month. Awesome. Packed, I've got, I, I've got four miles left in two days to do it. So I should be okay. But. Well, you know, after the podcast will end soon, so you just go out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I hope to, I hope to actually get to that point. That's that's kind of my goal. Is to, I used to run when I was in high school. I used to just you know go out and just run and run and run and uh, get to the point where I could start running again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of my long term plans. So for me, we'll get it was there. just I just kept moving and kept moving and just kept getting faster as I moved, and that's what it is. Just I just kept yep. moving. Absolutely. That's, that's where I'm at too. Although I did do, what was it? I did do a race recently or a, uh, what was it? It was Sparta Stadium or no, it was, excuse me. It was the sprint in Arizona that I actually set a new PR for, for myself. Um, The problem with that, if you've never been to the one in Arizona, because I just, you know, it was the first race of the year for me in this area. I tried it, whatever. Uh, My SGX coach says do ankle exercises because the sand is really deep. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Well, <clears throat> Andrew, I owe you a big apology because the sand wasn't just deep. It was like deep. So by the time I got done with the super, I felt like I ran the beast. Because, Sounds like Vegas. Yeah, it's what it is. Vegas. The, that, that one. It's in Arizona. It's in Arizona. But yeah. yeah, they call it the Vegas one. Um, I'll go, I'm going to do it again next year because um, it was, it was yeah. a whole lot of fun. But the, the, the funny thing for me was seeing Paul LeChance the guy who was 79 years old. I love him to death. Yep. But seeing, seeing Paul LeChance pass me, I'm like, I just got passed by almost octogenarian. Okay, I got to move. Time to go. Yeah. So Paul really motivated me to keep going. But um, you get to, uh, oh, gosh, what was it? You get to the, the Hercules hoist. You do the Hercules hoist. And then there's this hill you got to go up. So you can come down the other side of the hill, the, the hills for uh, motocross racing. I put yeah. my hand down. And I lift my hand back up. My hand hurts. And I got my gloves on. I'm like, what's the matter? Pull my glove off. And little stickers from a red cactus were in my hand. I never, oh. we don't have cacti up here. Nope. So I'm like, well, that sucks. Okay. Spent the rest of the night at the hotel going, ow, ow, dang it, ow. <laughs> yep. So no, that's a fun. great course. I love Vegas. All right. Well, um, we should probably wrap it up here. We're getting close to sure. the hour mark where Don starts getting mad at me. Um, <laughs> so what would, you, Thanks, what would you like to say to the listeners in closing in closing anybody can do an obstacle course anybody can they don't have to do obstacle courses they can just get off the couch and go run around the block if you want to better yourself better your health get off the couch take control and get moving that's pretty much it yeah perfect well dave it's been great i can't wait to see you in washugal i'll see you there Shortly. so we'll see you there and i will talk to you soon all right brother catch you later yep Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. 
All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.